Welcome to the Above the Rim Game Day podcast brought to you by the Penn Champions Club. I am your host, Vince Curran, along with the John R. Rockwell head coach of men's basketball, Steve Donahue. Steve, you made the trip up to Morningside Heights last weekend. You kind of called it in advance what Columbia was and how they're a veteran team and how they would battle you. You also called a lot of what you got on your side. You, you thought that Eddie Holland would be a producer. I think you thought you'd get a little more out of Reese McMullen, but generally the game kind of went the way you laid it out, except for the final score. Yeah, I would agree with you, Vin, man. I, um, I thought we did a lot of good things. It was probably our best offensive game, 1.31 points per possession. Um, but at the end, I think we offensive rebound, but they did a very good job of getting some extra shots at critical points and at home. Uh, I think they shoot the ball really well. I think they're a very good offensive team. And now that De La Rosa is completely healthy, uh, they they did a good job down the stretch. Another game where, you know, I think offensively, you're, you're with 81 points, you really can't complain a whole lot. I think maybe the the senior leadership of Clark Slacker kind of, May have may have helped in that situation. Uh, heading up to Brown and Yale this weekend, what do you expect? Uh, any more progress with him? Uh, do you think he might be able to give it a go? Uh, I think we got in the first at least positive movement that he did some warm up drills with the team yesterday at practice. Uh, but you're gonna have to have a crystal ball to figure this one out. I don't think he's. If we had a game today, he's playing. So. Um, I don't know if it's four days away or two weeks away. Honestly, I don't. Well, and talk about baptism by fire. If you're going, you know, if you're going to make that comeback, I think Brown's a pretty talented team, although I don't think their, their record uh, reflects the, the level of talent on their team right now. And Yale, I thought going into the year was kind of the, the team that had the most pieces in place and and they're certainly playing like it. So Ready to go on the old traditional Ivy League weekend, leave Thursday night, get up, make the run to Providence, and then get ready to play Brown on Friday. A couple of the younger guys haven't done this before. Anything you tell them in help in hopes of preparing them for what's ahead? I think that's been talked about so much with these guys and trying to get them to understand, one, the level of competition in this league, and then the amount of scouting that's done. And then now you're throwing a piece that you're playing two games in 24 hours. Um, we, we've done practices to simulate, Hey, we're going hard right again. Uh, we did the cathedral classic where we played three games in three days. So I, I think there's a lot of that, but until you do it, uh, sometimes uh, you, you got to learn by doing it, just that just going through it once and, and understand what it takes to prepare mentally for it. Looking forward again to this weekend. Brown, a team that I think Penn has traditionally matched up well with. And then Yale on the other side, especially up there, has given Penn a lot of trouble over the years. Throwing away that game, A.J. Broder's senior year, that cost him the Ivy League player of the year, where you know one got yanked away from you. Even going back to... 10, 20, 30 years, Payne Whitney's always been a difficult place for Penn to play. Stylistically, Yale is is a tough matchup. What do you see, you know, go with Brown first, 
keys for that one. And then Yale next, what do you got to do on Saturday night? Well, I agree. Brown has a lot of returning players like everybody else in this league. Good athleticism. Uh, the kid Lilly can really score it. Um, they're not as deep as I they probably hope to be. Uh, it's probably some of the struggles you see. Uh, but really good basketball players, good at home. I had Cornell on the ropes. They're going to have to really execute against Mike Martin's defense. Um, and I think we we got to play a little more bodies. Uh, not that we haven't been doing that, but just to keep them fresh so we can go up and down for the two games this weekend. And up there could work to your advantage. Um, Yale, I think for the last five seasons, we both have won each other's home games. Um, so it's been that kind of battle. They're a great home team. They're a really good basketball team this year. I agree with you. Um, with all the veterans they have coming back, I would think they'd be really good. They kind of stubbed their toes early, uh, but they're playing really good basketball right now for sure. And Danny Wolf looks like a a difference maker. Stuck behind Jarvis last year, he really seems to have blossomed and looks like a tough matchup. Seven feet, very skilled, uses both hands well, can really pass, plays very loose, very different than the typical Yale big. I don't think he's the defensive guy that Jarvis was or all the kids they've had over recent years. Um, but he can really rebound. He has a nose for the ball, and he's a terrific offensive player. Drives it, shoots it, plays like a 6'4 guard at seven feet. Now, I know you do a lot of film study, and a lot of coaches around the <laughs> league do a lot of film study. Many coaches will turn down the commentary. Many coaches will listen. I have been accused from time to time of wearing red and blue colored glasses. Do you listen to Scott and Russ up and Brown when you when you review their tape? Because I think the award, it's like the Heisman Trophy. The awards should be named after those two, right? They're the two biggest homers in the league. I've said it for years. And there are a couple challenges, but I don't even think I'm on the podium, you know, compared to them and a couple of guys we've had over the years. I um, I obviously have known both of them for years. I, I like listening to them. Like some I don't. Uh, I you know, I'm sure there's a positive spin towards Brown. Like you and I talk about, this is our broadcast and Vince is our guy. Um, I don't expect any less. And I, I think they're, I think they're really good promoters of the Ivy league, which I like. Um, and listen, the, the broadcasts are so good now in, in terms of the quality, the camera angles um, with ESPN plus. So it really helps in scouting. And, I do like to hear their thoughts, even though they may be kind of slanted towards Brown. I just want to know what the vibe is with their group as well as I look at a team. So yet again, emotional maturity on your side. I was just trying to take a dig at my two buddies, Scott and Russ. This has been an ongoing battle that we've gone back and forth with over the years. They take jabs at me on their TV broadcast. I return fire. And, you know, like, and I agree with you. I think they are a really good team. I think Russ as an analyst gives you a lot. And I think Scott has a, has a great way about him. So I enjoy watching and listening to their broadcasts. 
Um, but you know, again, you got to take the shot when it's there and you know, they're pretty big homers. So, but I'm not going to, I'm not going to put you on the spot any more than that. I of course call it right down the middle at all times. You do, man. All right. There you have it. The Quakers on their way up to Rhode Island, Providence on Friday and New Haven, Connecticut, Payne Whitney gymnasium and the Yale Bulldogs on Saturday. This has been the Above the Rim Game Day podcast, along with the John R. Rockwell head coach of men's basketball, Steve Donahue. I am Vince Curran signing off. Go Quakers! <laughs>